back to talking about million dollar careers. I'm here with uh, my buddy, as always, Rob Houghton. Rob's up in Virginia. Happy Happy Monday, Rob. It is the uh, the 9th of May. How's your year going so far? Great, Craig. Everything's going great. Celebrated a great a Mother's Day. And uh, as I said earlier, couldn't wait to get up this morning and crack the whip, man. Lots of work to do. Lots of work. The sun is shining in uh, Carolina as well, so it's uh, can't it's wait. Good. Yeah. It's good. So hey, look, let's talk about uh, let's talk about something a little different today. Let's talk about keeping it simple. Yeah, Simpli- simplicity. I was thinking about and, and I was thinking about and here's how I started thinking about this topic. I'm working out with uh, my next door neighbor in the uh, my next door neighbor in my office complex is about five ten. And he was 200, almost 290 pounds. And he went to the doctor and had the, the crap scared out of him. Comes and knocks on my door and says, hey, man, I got it. Can, can, you know, you've offered a couple of times. Can I start working out with you? I'm like, yep, let's do it. And our workouts are very simple. Push-ups, dips, air squats dumbbells, nothing fancy, jump rope, everything that could literally, we go to a gym, but it's everything that could be done in your garage or in your driveway or in your backyard. There's nothing fancy about it. And it's 96 days later and he has lost 60 pounds and six inches off his waist. Simple workout. I thought about, yeah, careers. Yeah, we started, so you and I were talking about Warren Buffett not too long ago. Buffett, yeah, think about simplicity and why why keeping it simple is a great strategy. Yeah, so my question is, did your neighbor get uh, two inches taller too? Or, or? No, he just, <laughs> he's, he's done, he's awesome. I mean, you know, it's the nice thing is, is that he's an, he, he, he's a really focused business guy and he put his very successful private equity and he just took 50 years old and he just took his business mindset to his workouts. Yeah. And now what's really interesting is he's challenging. What I love about it now is he's challenging me. Yeah. He's going, Hey, one more set, you know, one more, you know, I'll yeah. do, you know, if you do 20, I'll do 25 push-ups. you, you, you know, five more. And it's like, all right, you know, it's fun, but it's yeah. a very simple plan. So, you know, it's like, Hey, look, you know, it was a very simple plan. You come to me well, half hour. Half hour in the gym together. A simple plan is good too because a simple plan can be simply measured too. And like when I work out, I always want to get a little bit better, a little bit stronger, add a rep, add a few pounds uh, every workout. So when you keep it simple, it's easy to measure and it's easy to improve because you're not thinking about a lot of things. It becomes like a habit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, I'm thinking about football. My favorite team is the Niners. I also like the Cowboys. Um, and they run a zone blocking scheme. It's actually very, very simple. They know exactly which kind of players to draft and where to plug people in on the offensive and defensive lines. And it works because it's simple. When things are simple in sports, having played basketball, you get faster on the field. So you don't need to have that 4-3, 40-yard speed as a linebacker. If you're instinctive, and you have a simple plan. If your defense is fairly simple, if you've had a def- if you've had the same defensive coordinator for many many years, players, you know, are described as playing fast. 
I think it's the same thing in the business world, same thing in the career world. If your plan is simple, you can operate faster, quicker. Mm-hmm. Guy called me up. I work with a lot of jet guy, you know, jet management companies. They're being business jet management companies. And a guy calls me up and he's selling management and charter. But it's his first time in the, it's his first time doing it. And he calls me up and he says, all right, I'm a little out of my comfort zone here. <laughs> Everybody tries to make it so oh, complicated. It's right. like, I'm way out of my comfort zone here. What what do I do? I'm like, all right, well, you know, who owns a jet? You know, maybe maybe the first thing is just identify who owns a jet that might need management, right? Yeah, like, okay. And then for charter, you know, who's the who's your typical customer? You know, somebody with a, a net worth of $10 million or more. Right? Yeah. Or somebody that's an executive in a company that manages company travel, right? Yeah, I know. So why don't you just start with them? Identify the jets, identify who in your territory's got a net worth of $10 million or more. You can go buy those lists for 250 bucks. I mean, it's, you know, information's, information's pretty much a free commodity right now. And then you go target all the companies in your territory to find out who handles their travel. Very simple. It's very simple. Then the guy's like, oh, wow, I never thought about it that way. Yeah. He went and did it, and he calls me up. He goes, man, that was a great strategy. I'm killing it. I'm like, yeah, okay. Don't make it too complicated, right? I think sales is a great example of that. Uh, a lot of my insurance clients have trouble with their salespeople. Hey, Rob, how can I get my sales force to drive more business? These guys are like sitting on their books of business, existing accounts, doing a lot of soft selling. How can I really drive new revenues? And I, I talk to their sales guys. I just say, it's really simple, man. You know, how many phone calls are, are you going to make in a day? Out of those phone calls, how many conversations are you going to have? Out of those conversations, how many get converted to actual meetings, presentations? And what's your closing ratio? Is it two to one, three to one, five to one? Once you know those numbers, it's really, really simple. It's, it's motivation. really, really simple. Once you it's know motiv- your ratios, it's, it's, it's simple, man. It's motivational. You think about it and you go, if I make 10 phone calls, I convert one customer. I make a thousand bucks in commissions, round numbers, whatever. Or, you know, and you're going, all right, well, that's a, you know, that's a hundred bucks a phone call. Yeah. You, you know, know uh, it's, 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 I make a hundred every, for every home phone call I make, I make a hundred bucks. Yeah. You know, it's like, there you go. Right. When I had a big office in Fairfax, when I was doing a lot of private equity, with you know Patriot Partners and Goldman Sachs and, and all these guys, this is probably probably about 15 years ago. I had seven recruiters in my office in Fairfax, Virginia, and it didn't take us that long to figure out if you posted, if everyone posted in the office, if all my recruiters posted, and we had a phone tracking system, how many phone calls people were making, how many meetings they were having, how many interviews they had, and how many we converted to placements. It took us about maybe six months to come up with all those numbers. But once we had those ratios, we would put the ratio on a board in the coffee room. And every day, my assistant would post all the numbers. She'd post them there for everybody to see. It was amazing because the following January, all people had to do was to commit to make X number of phone calls in a day. Right. And if I, I remember this one recruiter, Kathy, she said, I'm going to make 50 phone calls every day. We did the ratios. 
I, I remember it was $285,000 we figured out she was going to make. That year, she made like two ninety two. dollars So like, they're all within like 10%. You knew exactly how much you were going to make. And, right. and, and the reason is because it was simple. You got out of your car in the morning, you walked up to the office, and in your head, I just got to make 50 phone calls. That's it. Yeah. Simple. I mean, I mean, it's it's Warren, you know, it's it's Warren Buffett. You know, I love Warren Buffett. You know, you, you, know, you think about Warren Buffett. It's his strategy is simple. I sit on a pile of cash and I wait until I see an undervalued company, and I'll go pick it up. And if I buy a company that I feel is twenty percent undervalued, I know what my rate of return is going to be yeah. for the and I'll sit on it, and I know what my rate of return is going to be. You know, everybody's always criticizing them. You know, I love it. Everybody's always criticizing them. Well, you know, you didn't, you weren't in the NASDAQ, you know, when it was running hot. He's like, it's not my, it's not my cup of tea. But, you know, in the long run, you know, the NASDAQ was like a sugar high. It was meteoric high. And now it's, you know, falling off those highs. So if you were buying at the highs, you're, you're hurting bad right now. And he's like, hey, look, I'm just trudging along. It's a simple, it's a, that's why I don't invest in Bitcoin. I don't understand Bitcoin. I mean, I, I'll probably get a lot of criticism here. Everybody's gonna say, "Oh, Bitcoin's easy." I'm like, I don't know what the hell Bitcoin is. I don't know who's. I don't know who makes it. I don't know who sells it. I don't know who I'm buying it from. All I know is its value is only worth what the next guy is willing to pay for it. I can't manage. I can't. That's not a metric I can manage. Yeah. Way too complex for me. So I'm like, yeah. You and I were talking about Verizon a few minutes ago. I'm like, I like Verizon. It's as cheap as it's been and you know, three years. All right, I'll go buy Verizon. Very simple. But you think about that with careers. You know, people try to make their careers, they try to make business way too complicated. He was talking to a CEO and he's all, he's all mad because his marketing people aren't giving his salespeople leads. I'm like, all right, well, you know, I don't know where my money's going. Okay, there's a problem. So why don't you just sit there and have a meeting and go, all right, here's the people we need to target. Here's what I need to do. It's not that com- it's not that freaking hard. I'll give you a military application. So in the intelligence business or the military or law enforcement, those three mission sets, when you exploit a target, whether it's a bomb site or it's an office or there's a bad guy hanging out and you want to collect either evidence or intelligence, okay? It's a very complex environment because you're walking into an environment that you really don't know what you're walking into. A lot of times, a lot of times you have to covertly enter that facility. It can either be, you know, an urban facility or even a rural uh, uh, spot, you know, in the desert or something or in the woods. So you're walking into a very uncontrolled, complex environment. You don't know what to expect. But there's three rules, and they're very simple. When you enter on the objective or on the target, on the X, as we say, you do three things. It's three very simple things. Stop, look, and listen. That's it, man. I don't care if you're walking into Zarqawi's bombed-out building or you're walking into a guy that's suspected of being a drug dealer or you're walking into you know, a suspected double agent whatever it is, you do those three things. You enter the room, you stop, right? You look 360 degrees and you listen. Mm -hmm. That's it, man. 
the rest is are just details like doing a sketch, collecting DNA, collecting right, 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 right. But right it's, yeah. it's the same thing. Everybody does the same thing. The Israelis do the same thing. The Germans, the French, the Brits, the Australians, the, United, the Americans. It's to stop, look, and listen. That's it, man. It's it's. We tell people when we train them, don't make it more complicated. <laughs> You're doing three things, man. Stop, look, and listen. Stop, look, and listen. It's not that comp complicated. And yeah, That's yeah, it. yeah. I, it's, I love what Mike Tyson. You know, Mike Tyson said it so eloquently. Everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Like that guy in the airplane you know, found out, right? So, so if you've got if you've got a really complicated plan and you get punched in the mouth, well, you you know, you really understand. But but you know, this is the career thing too. And the career thing is, hey, look, at the end of the day, you know, what do you need to be doing to grow your career? You need to be learning. You need to be learning about as much about your if if you're a salesperson, you need to be learning as much about your customers, much about your potential customers as you possibly can. You need to be smiling and dialing, picking up the phone and doing everything you need to be doing. It's not a complex thing. What do I need to be doing to touch my cut, to be able to touch my customers and get my smiling face in front of them? And how do I show value? How do I put myself in their shoes so that it's not me just calling them? It's me providing value. It's it. You know, it's yeah. who's your customer? How do I touch them? How do I show value? It's three things a salesperson needs to do. An yeah. ops person. You know, what do I need to be doing? What do I need to do? I need to look at the line. I need to, you know, figure out where, where waste is happening or where, what can be improved. You know, it's not a complicated adventure, yeah. but everybody wants to make it. You know, they want the, all these algorithms and they need all this stuff. You're like, whoa, slow down. I mean, I did, a, I did a podcast. Uh, you and I actually did a million dollar career segment on uh, three ways, three ways to manage your boss. You remember? Yep. I mean, three Three things. Very, very simple. You got to communicate with your boss. You just got to go down and have a conversation with them. Mm -hmm. You got to be listening to people. Like, how, what do they want me to do? In other words, talk about keeping it simple. Why would you want to be working on, you know, things like systems and marketing and, and business process if the pain point in your company, per your bosses, mm -hmm. we got to we got to generate top top line revenues. Well, you focus on sales, man. You know. Yeah. So, you're, I mean. Uh, this is one of those topics where I think you and I are pretty much in direct alignment. Right. Keep it simple, man. Um, yeah. Keep it simple. I mean, I, you know, people are out there. I got to go get, I, I want to lose weight. I got to go spend $4,000 on a Peloton. And I'm like, why? Yeah. Oh, because I need the Peloton. I'm like, no, you just need to go do some, go out to your garage, do push ups, air squats, and a jump rope. Do that for 30 minutes. You'll lose more weight than the Peloton will, and you'll save a lot of money. And yeah, it's not that complicated. We're talking about health and fitness. My rules are so simple. I can tell them all to you right now without even looking. Okay. Number one, and I don't want to be judgmental, but I'm just giving you my take on simplicity of living a healthy life. Okay. No tobacco, no caffeine, Ooh. low sugar, yeah. eight hours of sleep. Low stress. Uh -huh. That's it, man. Okay. And exercise three to four times a week for about 30 minutes. You exercise on strength, aerobics, and flexibility. If you can do those things, man, you're going to have a healthy life. My rules are a little different. Caffeine, I'm, I'm a coffee. I'm a coffee freak. No tobacco, I'm in that. Just 
smoking, chewing tobacco, most disgusting habits in the world. Exercise, no bread. Yeah, right. I'm totally, you know, I'm I'm totally, you know, don't we don't, we don't have any, you know, no bread. Bread is, you know, that's it. So it's, you know, it's exercise every day, decent diet, no bread, no tobacco. That's yeah. it, man. That's it. It's not that it's not a complex, it's not a complex theory. And I don't need a Peloton. I do have to, one to stay in shape. I do have one suggestion for you though, on the workout area. What's that? And you should know this, man, from being in the Navy. You gotta be doing pull-ups, brother. I do pull-ups all the time. <laughs> I love pull-ups. <laughs> That's one exercise people run away from, and people hate doing pull-ups. But you gotta do pull-ups. Gotta yeah. do pull-ups. Gotta yeah. do pull-ups. It's but it's simple stuff. And, simple. But and, pull-up you know, is simple, to... man. You can do a pull-up on a tree outside in your backyard. You know? But it, but it's like anything, you know. It's like Ross Perot. You know, it's like uh, well, well, what's his name? Zuckerberg at Facebook. He wears black. Everything he wears, he always wears the same. Actually, he wear, always wears the same thing. And this is what I'm trying to tell people with yes. their careers. Very good. What I'm trying to tell people with their careers is, hey, look. Go back to the basics. Zuckerberg wears the same damn thing because he doesn't want to think about what to wear every day. Yes, exactly. He's not online. He doesn't. He's not online. He's not looking at clothes. He's just saying, "Look, all right, it's a black t-shirt, jeans, tennis shoes. I'm good. Cool. It's yeah. you know just just get." I'll tell you a story about that, man. So I was over in Abu Dhabi, and uh, a bunch of these guys I was working with are in the same hotel I am, right? I go to this guy's room and he's got like one of those portable racks that you uh, hang clothes on, you know? Yeah. You see him in a department store. The closets are really small. Believe it or not, this guy would have all of, he would have the next five days of what he was going to wear already on a hanger. Mm-hmm. And I thought, to, I said, what do you have all these clothes hanging in the hanger for? And he goes, because I don't have to think about what I'm going to wear. Mm-hmm. I just grabbed the next thing. Mm-hmm. So he's always five days ahead of the game. I thought about it. That's a great idea because I usually spend like five minutes like looking for the right socks, looking for the right shirt, the pants. What am I going to wear? What did I wear yesterday? What's clean? What's not clean? It takes all that out of it. A gray, a gray pinstripe for guys, a gray pinstripe suit, white shirt, tie, white to the face. shoes. If you wear that, if you wear a gray pinstripe, if you wear a gray pinstripe suit, a white shirt, tie and decent shoes that are shined. Every day for your career, you'll never you'll never lack for anything. I mean, people, you know, it's not like people looking at you going, "Hey, wait, wait a minute," you know. It's, you know, I remember it's, uh, it's a great look. I mean, that's you know, like, <clears throat> hey, look at IBM and EDS, and, and and that's the whole thing. But but once again, it's simple. I was uh, back when I was a kid. My dad used to take me to New York City a lot because you know I grew up in Albany, and we're down at the old Palladium, which was a epic iconic uh, nightclub down in new york and my old man took me he just wanted me to see frank sinatra one time so we're at the palladium we're at a table with the white tablecloth and there's a band playing frank sinatra comes out and he's he's singing we're like three tables away he's making eye contact with frank sinatra <laughs> i'm like an eight-year-old kid and, and my dad wasn't a rich guy but you know he really appreciated things like this and uh, i can still remember him telling me across the across the dinner table he said son and you know frank sinatra he glistened yeah in the sun he always had a fresh tan the whole thing yeah. and my old man said son just remember these four things he goes i know you're looking at sinatra one he goes here's here's the four things you got to do keep it simple one 
always show white to the face. White to the face. In other words, wear a white shirt. White shirt. Number two, always show plenty of cuff. On a suit, you got to show some cuff, right? Right. The white shirt. Number three, always have a fresh burn, which men always have a little bit of a suntan. Mm -hmm. And four, the most flattering thing a man can wear is a turtleneck. <laughs> if you look at any pictures of my old man, he's always got a sunburn. Yeah. He's always got his arm kind of like this. You, you can see the cuff. And the dude's got a turtleneck on. He's a good looking guy, man. You know, easy, easy rules, easy rules to live by, right? Easy. Those are his four rules. Yeah. My, my old man worked in a grocery store. You know, mm -hmm. he got a real simple job, you know, but he had those four. And we would go to a restaurant and he would look at people and he'd say, look at that guy. What the mm -hmm. hell is he thinking of dressing like that? <laughs> it was like hyper judgmental for everybody. Look, you know, well, thinking, hey, look, right, look at that guy. That guy needs a little bit of a suntan. What he says, I feel like going over and tell this guy to go out and go out and get a little sun. You know, <laughs> we, we've we've all been there, right? But but that's the thing. You think about like in, in your career, you know, whatever. You know, it's it's this is the million dollar career thing. The best, the best, the 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 people who have really done well. Yeah, have pe are people who have kept it really simple. You know, it's it's amazing to me. I, I hear stories every day. You know, the guy I, I told you about the guy who, who, you know, came into the gym and was all smiles because he just sold four car washes for fifty million dollars. Simple, simple business. Bu man. Simple business. You know, you think about you know, just keep it simple, and uh, yeah. don't make it too complicated. Don't overthink it, and the career will the, the career will go will become a million dollars. Oh. No question about it. If if you just work hard, and the old man used to give me like a a bonus. I call it four A. Right. The better you look, the more money you make. The better you look, the more money you make. Very simple, right? Simple better, stuff. Absolutely. The better you look, and the better you communicate. I liked your piece the other day. I forwarded your piece the other day. Um, if you if you're listening to this, look up Rob Houghton. And uh, three three better ways three ways to communicate better. Yeah, yeah. Communicate. Yeah, good communications is money in your pocket. Yeah, good. So anyway. cool, Rob. Plug, How do people get a hold of you? Very simply, Rob at mrfairfax.com, and uh, my website is www.mrfairfax.com. Would love to hear from you. And uh, thanks as always, Craig. It's, it's been a great time, man. Hey, thank you. And uh, if you guys like this podcast, uh, check it out on uh, iTunes, Spotify, give us a review, check out Rob's stuff. And yep. uh, thanks for coming on, Rob. Okay, Craig. I hope you enjoyed the latest edition of the Aerospace Executive Podcast. You can reach out to me directly, Craig at NorthStarESG.com or check us out at www.northstaresg.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, or on YouTube. Just do a search for Aerospace Executive Podcast. Thanks again. I'm Craig Pippen.